Welcome to Think About This. I'm Alexis Dean, and I am so glad you're here. For years, I've been building a community of high-performing, high-impact, wildly generous, and supportive entrepreneurs. I've made a lot of introductions between incredible people, and I always wish that I could learn from the conversations that take place after those introductions. On this show, you and I will get to be part of the conversation as I bring together two successful entrepreneurs for peer-to-peer support and discussions that normally happen behind closed doors. Listen in as we solve fascinating business challenges with lessons and ideas that apply across industries. Get ready to learn, expand, and grow. This is the Think About This podcast, brought to you by the Dovetail community. This week, we're thinking about how to get press and media attention no matter what stage of business you're in. Sarah Hawley is a mutual friend who recently shared that she was looking for media support, and I knew just the woman to connect her with. Sarah is a serial entrepreneur who started and sold multiple companies for over seven figures in her home country of Australia. She was also a top millennial finance educator and a regular contributor in print media and on TV. When she launched her current company, Grow Motley, and moved to America a couple of years ago, she began to connect with the press again from the ground up. Grow Motley connects professionals to long-term remote jobs with benefits and specializes in working with small to medium-sized businesses. Along with building Grow Motley, Sarah is also the author of Conscious Leadership, A Journey from Ego to Heart, and her beliefs around global citizenship and impact-driven business completely align with the Dovetail community and what we stand for, so I cannot wait to read this book. If that isn't enough, she's also the co-founder of the League of Extraordinary Women, which is a community that supports women's entrepreneurship, and she also consults with and invests in multiple startup companies. Sarah's also the host of two podcasts, Conscious Culture, which is a podcast about the future of culture and business, and In My Truth, a podcast that brings guests on to share their personal struggles, normalizing the human experience. While Sarah and Gromotely have been getting a few mentions in the press in the U.S. here and there, she's been doing a ton of the legwork herself, and she's really ready to take the next step and work with a PR team or hire internally. So I connected her with my friend, a huge supporter of the Woman in the Dovetail community, and a Camp Dovetail alumni and workshop leader, Linia Floyd. Linia is the senior media coach for Selena Sue's Impacting Millions program, where she works with entrepreneurs and experts who want to elevate their status using the power of the media. She has helped clients, including Dovetail community members, land stories in media outlets like Forbes, Business Insider, Fast Company, Entrepreneur on Fire, and more. Linnea has nearly two decades of experience working in the media as an editor at magazines, including Glamour, Essence, Family Circle, and my favorite magazine when I was a teen, Seventeen. As a journalist, her articles have appeared in national publications like The Oprah Magazine, Money, Health, Parents, Cosmopolitan, and Martha Stewart Living. She's also been featured as a health expert on The Today Show, The Dr. Oz Show, The Doctors, Fox, NPR, and more. And when she's not helping her clients put a megaphone to their message, she's also ghostwriting books and working as a nationally certified integrative health coach in New York City. I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation with these two powerhouse women. By the end of today's conversation, you'll know how to clarify your PR and media priorities, how to decide whether to work with a PR company, hire PR support internally, or to do both, how to keep your story fresh and relevant to keep the media interested, how to navigate your personal brand and your company brand, and how to leverage media wins and more. You'll also get access to 170 media story ideas and prompts for yourself, your team, or your agency, courtesy of Linnea and her amazing team. Here we go. 
So I am so excited to be here with Linnea and Sarah. And as per usual, I should have hit record 10 minutes ago because we've already had such a good conversation. And uh, Sarah was just talking about her big question, her big ask. And so Sarah, I'm just going to let you dive right on in. What are you working through right now? What is your big question for Linnea? So I guess, yeah, we were kind of briefly talking about it and it's hard to like sum it all up, but the quick version of it is I did a lot of PR and media in Australia starting about 10 years ago, kind of know that path and did that well. And then I've moved to the US in 2016, taken some time out and really working on something huge and exciting. Feels like my life's work right now. And I know that PR is a great way to get the message out. And I'm just like, well, I'm really at the start again. You know, I'm in a much bigger pond than Australia. I mean, I live in the US and I certainly want our message in the US media and market, but it's also global what I'm doing. You know, we we help companies all over the world engage talent anywhere in the world. So our, our market is entirely global now. So it's just a different, totally different ball game for me. And I'm excited to get our word out there, but just where do I start and all of that? <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I'm so excited to be talking to you today, Sarah. I've had a chance to look into your background. I have seen your tremendous success. Um, and the world is definitely shifting in a direction right along with you. People are eager for this kind of information. So I'm excited to help you try to get it out there. My first question for you is let's dig down deep. I do this with my clients and the students that I work with also. Um, and let's talk about exactly what your publicity goals are. What do you want mm-hmm. to achieve by getting more media, by getting in front of more microphones, by getting on television? television by getting um, mentioned in more print stories? What, is, what are maybe your top three goals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, and I guess off the top of my head, obviously, I mean, brand awareness. So, and which would result in growing our user base, our community, as we call it. So growing, having more remote professionals all around the world and more companies all around the world know who we are Um and join the platform to find each other. So, you know, within our target market on both sides, that would be one goal and objective. And then that would be like the more specific business, actionable, drivable kind of outcome. But there are other things that we're really passionate about that I would like to ensure um, is part of the messaging. And that's because I care. So things like diversity, and equality, equal opportunity for everyone. Um, the idea of more a, a more global way of thinking as a human being on the planet, which remote work really does help us when we're working in a kind of a global team, really helps us to tap into. Um, and, you know, I just wrote a book last year that was just recently published called Conscious Leadership. So this more conscious way of doing business and really encouraging and helping people to see that, you know, we can actually run our businesses in a very beautiful, expansive um, way when we believe and we call in resonance and people who align with us. And I would love to be able to just share those kinds of things because I think they're important messages in the world that improve everybody's well-being. So I love that. And you in answering that question so beautifully have brought up two really important pillars that I talk about with clients. So one is 
what is, what is your desire around media? Like what's behind that? Right. And so you were talking to me very specifically about getting more people on the platform, right? That's very common. People will say, I want to get more clients. I want people to know about my business. So I'm doing more discovery calls. I want more people to know about my business so I can raise my prices because there'll be more competition. So that is huge. And you were also mentioning your book. That's another thing that people will um, come to work with me um, or work with our organization for, you know, they will say, Hey, I've got this book coming out. I want people knowing about it. I want sales. I want great reviews. Um, there's so many reasons why people will turn to publicity. They might just want to be seen as a thought leader in their field, do more stages. Um, they might want to just increase awareness around their brand. They might, you know, there's so many different reasons, but it's really important to get crystal clear on what those goals are that you have around publicity, because mm -hmm. that is going to shift what the audience is and what the messaging is. So I would encourage you to just kind of like settle in on maybe like one or two things that you really want to happen. And it sounds like as a serial entrepreneur, as somebody who has this brand new company that is doing, it sounds like it's doing really well and you just want to make sure that there are lots of eyeballs on it and there's more people on this platform, maybe going all in and focusing on that um, yeah. as opposed to pushing yourself in too many different directions because one mistake yeah. that people can make, you know, it's not, I'm not, you know, um, publicity and messaging comes very easily to somebody like me, but I understand it's not everyone's forte. It's not everyone's strong suit, right? In the same mm -hmm. way that, you know, sales funnels aren't my strong suit, but they are someone else's. So you just want to make sure that the energy that you're putting into publicity and getting media um, gets you what you're looking for. So being really focused in what your goal is and then what the messaging around that is and then mm -hmm. following through with that. The other question that I often ask people when I start working with them are, is what are your expert topics? And you started to get, when I asked you that question about your goals around media, you started to kind of like veer in that, that area and you were talking mm -hmm. about diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is such a hot topic right now. You were talking about conscious leadership, another hot topic right now. Even just talking about remote workplaces, hugely like mm -hmm. everything that you're doing is what people are spending a lot of time discussing, analyzing, strategizing about right now. Um, so your opinions and your thoughts on all of this could be really valuable for a lot of different outlets. Very similar to thinking about your goals for media, I encourage people to think about their expert topics and to keep them short, right? Mm -hmm. you know, maybe just two or three. And again, this is a bandwidth issue, but it's also a clarity issue. We want people to be crystal clear when they think Sarah Holly, we want them thinking of like two or three specific things, two or three yep. specific expert topics. And I know for you, so I did a little bit of Googling. <laughs> so I know, you know, you've got your personal site, you've got um, the company site, you know, there could be some confusion there about, well, what is Sarah all about? So being really clear on your own and as you pursue media on what those expert topics are is going to help the media have the clarity that they need in mm. order to think about you as soon as DEI or conscious leadership or remote work comes to mind. And it's going to be making it really clear for people who are consuming that media as well. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it does. It really does. So and I mean, my past experience in Australia when in my old kind of world was as a finance expert and it, it was very clear. It was just like Sarah is a finance expert and in particular millennial finance expert. Um, so yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I think 
that's something interesting because I, I did all of that finance stuff for 17 years. Then I went on a really big personal growth journey, which I was very public about. I wrote, you know, you mentioned my personal website. I wrote so much about that. Yes. And now I've really gone deep into this remote work and conscious leadership and all of that. And I think that's a great point that we can, um, you know, just look at what I'm doing from a personal brand perspective and make sure that that's really just streamlining straight into what we want to be doing for the business. Yeah. The um, other thing is that you got me thinking about, sorry to cut you off, is um, <laughs> even like on our like awareness from just directly getting more community members into our, into remotely, I realized like we really don't have any challenges getting remote professionals on. We're onboarding a thousand new remote professionals every single week mm-hmm. to the platform just because we did a really good pre-registration campaign. We've just really nailed that and it's kind of like rolling really well now. So really to narrow even further, it's getting in front of these small to medium business owners and showing them what is possible for them if they are to join the Gromoli community and tap into this world of talent. So that's really it. I love, okay. I love that. Right. So just in, just in the like five minutes, you've got that clarity and you're like, you know, forget that. We're really, gonna, we're looking for the small business owners and small yeah. business owners, right. Which is going to tell you a lot. Once you figure out that target demographic, which you just did, that's going to help you figure out, okay, well, what are the publications? What are the stations? What are the podcasts that I want to appear on that have that demographic that mm-hmm. that messaging will appeal to? Right. So that all that helps you kind of hone in on things. I did want to back up for one second because part of your journey um, is very common to lots of different entrepreneurs. And so people will say to me, well, I got a lot of press a long time ago, or I was talking about a different topic a long time ago, mm-hmm. and I decided to pivot to something else. And now all of that is a waste of time. And no, 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 it's not a waste of time. I mm-hmm. encourage people to go back to those contacts and to see where they are now. You know, I've been a journalist for over 20 years. I didn't pivot and then suddenly become, you know, um, an artist, you know, a, a painter or something different. Like I've just switched which publications I was working for, or which publications I was freelance writing for. So you can still, hopefully, you know, through LinkedIn, you know, through Twitter, through your emails, just like dig up some of those old contacts that you had a good relationship with that are going to remember your name if it pops up in their email inbox, uh, because they could be at other publications now or media outlets now that you're interested in. And it's just a matter of approaching them again, saying, hey, remember me, by the way, I have a new message now could be really great for your viewership, listenership, readership. So don't give up on those old contacts. Don't give up on those old appearances. Those are still gold. Just because it was a long time ago. I, I, I keep my media list by, with you my, know. I got it with my life. It's, it's, it's still there. Yeah. Beautiful. No, I definitely yeah. want you to want you to hold on to that and to revisit that and see where those individuals are now. And I guarantee mm-hmm. you, you know, four times out of five, they will still be working within the media and you can still make a really great connection with them. So I think that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, and it does not matter. Again, people will say to me, oh, I'm talking about something totally different now. It doesn't matter. Actually, it's a great thing. I've got a new message and I want to share it with you and your audience. Mm-hmm. So that is fantastic. Um, okay. So we are now, we've established that we're talking to small to medium business owners and we are, um, or we're trying to attract more small to medium business owners to remotely, and you want to also share messaging around. I'm sorry. Uh, what was the second goal with publicity? 
Well, we just got talking about those kind of expert areas like conscious leadership and conscious business and diversity, equality and inclusion. And all of that is very relevant, like entrepreneur to entrepreneur. So I think that is it ties in well. Yeah. Is the book on your list of are you trying to sell copies of the book? Is that also like a big goal as well? Okay. Yeah, I think so, because it helps people get to know, like, it's the same audience who if you would, you'd mostly read my book, if you are an entrepreneur or a leader, which means you would potentially be a remotely customer as well. So it's all ties in together really nicely. So we definitely want to get the book in hands of as many people as possible. Beautiful. All right. So those might be your top two goals. And then your three expert topics, Mm. it sounds like are remote work, conscious leadership, diversity, equity, inclusion. I mean, you can play around with those, but it sounds like that's what came up for you. Um, Okay. And the reason why I get people really clear on their expert topics is because that's where all your pitching is going to come from, right? Those Mm -hmm. are things you want to be known for. That's what you're going to be pitching um, to different outlets. Uh, That's what you want to be interviewed on. That's what you want to be quoted on so that people have that clarity around you being associated with those topics. So let's talk a little bit more about what you have tried already in terms of publicity around remotely, like what worked, what didn't work. Yeah. So I use a website called Quoted, Q-W-O-T-E-D. I don't know if you guys know that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's great, actually. So I get like a ton of press from that. Um, We've probably got about 30 pieces of some description, whether it's just a comment or a full interview or whatever. Um, in the last, however long I've been using it, I don't, it wouldn't be a year, it'd probably be about six or eight months. Um, it's not necessarily huge publications, but it's a starting point and it's something that I can, it comes into my inbox every day so I can just jump on it, send a quick response and move on with my day. Um, so it feels like this thing that I can be doing, um, low cost, well, it's basically free. I pay for a small subscription with them. Um, there is energy involved in obviously doing it, but it's low cost. And it's kind of something that I've been like, well, let's just do that as much as possible. So that when I do engage a PR firm, you know, there's something there for them to work with a little bit. Um, That was something I definitely remembered from the last time was like the more that I could build up when I just built up a lot of stuff in trade press in financial planning, which didn't really, none of my customers saw it. But then once I started getting into like mainstream media, if they Googled me as an expert, they're like, Oh, she's an expert she's in all of the trade press so I kind of approach it the same way like just get as much hits as you can and that way at least when someone does google you there's a little bit more evidence there that you have something to say about these topics so we've done that I do lots of podcast stuff just because I'm a podcaster myself that kind of happens pretty easily and naturally um and then well we did you I did engage a PR agency last year that I was really excited about but um, wasn't very happy with the results because we paid a lot of money. They didn't work on retainer. They did like a pay per article thing. Like we paid for a list, a feature and and an interview or something. And I was really excited about it. So I was like, great, this is the kind of media and they promised big name publications. And I was super familiar with being in lists and doing all that sort of stuff because I had been done so much of it in the past. And then when it all came together, it was like not real lists. It was like, I don't know what that thing is, like PR wire or something. I would just see that it was like more like um, a press release or something. Like it had just gone out and gone landed on the Yahoo website or whatever, but it wasn't really yes. Yahoo that had put the list together or whatever. And that really disappointed me. Yes. Um, it was, I wanted to build a long-term relationship with a 
firm and unfortunately discontinued that relationship because I felt that, that it was inauthentic. And I'm a savvy enough reader that when I come across stuff like that, I'm just like pretty, I kind of discard it a little bit. And I was like, I don't like being in a list that people might just be like, oh, that's not really real. So, you know, yes. that was a bit disappointing. Yes. I love, Sarah, you're such a savvy consumer of media. And so are most people, right? They can tell the difference between the real stuff and the fluff. Um, So I just want to talk through all of the strategies that you've been using, which are really great, um, and how you can kind of take things to the next level there. So um, the first thing was you were talking about um, quoted, which if if, uh, hopefully people know what that's about. It's great for you because you are looking for an international audience. Um, mm. And I know they have a lot of international outlets. Uh, on they the do. Head. So that is so perfect for you. Um, what end you are being really, really smart by just building up, you're like creating this foundation, right? Um, of those different 30 outlets. It's okay if they're not a huge name, not a big deal. You're just getting the name, your your company's name out there. You're getting another logo that you can put on your website um, and it's something, or that you can put in your media bio and you can lean into that as you get to more competitive and more competitive titles. Um, mm-hmm. So that's very smart. I see a lot of people who have like no publicity and they want to go immediately to what we call the top of the publicity pyramid. Selena has created this really great framework of like all the different layers of publicity and how competitive they are. And at the bottom, it's your website, but then it goes up to, you know, guest blog posts and then podcast appearances and then magazines and then, uh, and then television and so on. And so many people want to just like sprint to the top and be like, I want to be in Oprah. I want to be in Forbes, but like you haven't appeared anyplace else. So you're so Mm -hmm. smart creating that foundation. And now that you have that foundation, you can be a little more selective about what appears on Quoted, right? So you've put in that work um, and you can conserve some of your energy by kind of scrutinizing things a little bit and being like, "Mm, what is that title? Um, And maybe you look at their about page, or maybe you look at one of the piece of advice that I give to people is to look at if you can like the advertising kit or the media information that's on a particular media outlets website and they'll say Mm -hmm. how many million people come to the site unique visitors like every um, week or every month they'll say you know they'll Mm -hmm. talk about how many people may have downloaded the podcast so you can be a little bit more discerning as you decide okay well who am I going to respond to and who might I concern my conserve my energy for um, further down the line, right? So that, so I think that's great and you should totally continue um, doing that. The second thing that you mentioned were the podcasts, which I think is great. You are the host of two podcasts, which is incredible. Um, so you've had people on the podcast that you might ask, hey, could I appear on your podcast, right? So there could be that reciprocity there. I'm sure you've done that or have thought about doing that with lots of um, your- Yeah, I seem to get asked to be on podcasts as well. So that sort of comes reasonably easy um, between, like you said, being a guest and my guest and all, I know a bunch of podcast hosts that are just friends and that seems like pretty easy for me to get in flow with, which is really cool. Love that. And- Going back to what I was saying before, you can be more strategic about it, right? So we Mm. know that we want the small and medium sized business owners, and we know that we want to talk about the book uh, or we want to get get more sales for the book. So being really strategic when you get those invitations or maybe even being strategic about who you invite on your podcast Mm -hmm. um, get, get, uh, get you a little bit more focused in terms of getting the results that you want from media when it comes to those podcasts. Very often I will hear 
people love doing podcasts. When I work with people, they're like, oh, can I just do a podcast? It's so easy. You know, all I have to do is show up and talk. And it's, yes, all you have to do is show up and talk. And you do have to be really strategic about what you bring to the table when you're on a podcast. It's not Mm -hmm. just a conversation between friends. You have to be really strategic about what you are asking people to do at the end of that podcast with your call to action. You have to be really strategic about what you're saying during the podcast to see the different offers that you have or to make sure that you're honing in on those expert topics that you want to be known for um, and not just kind of like going off on a tangent and talking about random things. So I wish, you know, my, my, uh, my hope, wish, dream, I have like a whole presentation that I do on it is for people to actually invest more time in podcast appearances than they actually do. And as a host, I'm sure you can appreciate that. I'm sure you occasionally get people who just popped out of bed and are doing it, but it makes a really big difference when you are very thoughtful and strategic about that that appearance and you can tell when people are very prepared and when they're mm-hmm. just kind of winging it um you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and then the last thing that i wanted to bring up is the pr agency because i get questions about pr agencies all the time um they are really expensive and um you know we we have you know with selena we have a, a pr agency we don't um take on tons of clients we're selective about our clients but we do offer that service um but you're right it is expensive and what i spend the majority of my time doing is showing people how to get publicity for free. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I want you, um, you know, there are benefits to both. Um, One of the number one reasons people go to PR agencies is because they just don't have time to pursue publicity on their own. Uh, And it sounds like you've been very disciplined about that, um, which is great. It's one of the top things that I recommend to people is carve out that time, decide I'm going to spend 30 minutes every Monday, or I'm going to spend... 10 minutes every, every day looking at quoted or, you know, whatever that pocket of time is going to be, devote that to publicity on a regular basis. So it doesn't fall off of your calendar. So you've been really great about that. What you might do if you want to work with another agency in the future is ask them for examples uh, of work that they've done for other clients. Right off the bat there, you would have been able to see, which is what I saw when I was kind of like clicking through some of your publicity. I was like, this is a press release. This isn't a story, you know, Mm. Um, you would have been able to see some of that and think, oh, no, I don't think that this is this is right for me. I want somebody who's going to be able to get me other types of wins Mm -hmm. and be very specific about what it is that you're looking for and at least know what it is you're not looking for before you engage in an agency like that and, and have that disappointment. Um, and I think it's great that you were looking for a long-term relationship that can be really expensive. You know, what I do see, obviously there's, you know, you, you can't pop in and pop out, right? That's one of the, one of the, um, uh, financial hurdles, right. Of working with an agency. You can't just be like, let's just do this for a month or two months, right? You mm-hmm. do have to engage them for a long period of time. Um, however, I also encourage people to work on their own publicity themselves, because when you think we were just talking about these relationships that you built 10 years ago that you can go back to, that's a long-term relationship you can go back to. The people who are mm-hmm. interviewing you around your finance expertise you can circle back with them. And those are names and contacts that are with you forever. Whereas when you're working with an agency, you might not get that name. You might not get that contact. That's somebody else's contact. Um, and so it might not be possible for you. I've, I've worked with lots of people in that situation before as well, where you can't go circle back with that individual. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I guess it's interesting because I think where I'm at right now is like, 
it was fine for me to do all of that work last eight months or so, but our product is live now since April. We are growing like freaking crazy. Like I just, there's no way it's a good use of my time really even anymore to be kind of doing it in that way. Um, And I definitely have good relationships. And if I go back to a whole bunch of them, I'll be able to get, you know, us going on a conversation or what have you. But what I also don't have time for right now is formulating like the angle and like actually going and having the conversation and doing all of the things. And um, so, you know, that's where I'm looking for a PR agency now to take some of that load of like packaging it all up, putting it out there you know, maybe I, I don't know, how does it work? Could I introduce them to some of my contacts or something? But like, yeah, I think that's kind of where we're at now. And I know I got to the same point in Australia, like I did a bunch of it myself for a few years, then I found an agency. And the other thing that was also important was they started filtering stuff that I shouldn't have been doing, because I think that's, you know, something that like right now I've been on the grind, like, yeah, I'll just do whatever. And then it does get to a point where it's like, that's just an absolute waste of your time. Like you're going to spend an hour or whatever, talking to a journalist that has a bunch of readers that are not even your target audience. Fine, six months ago when I was like, let's just get whatever SEO we can going on the website or, but it's not, we're not in that position anymore. Like we're growing really fast. We're raising our series A. We're like, you know, everything's away and it's like, okay, we need to get serious about this stuff right now. So that's where I'm like, I am looking to partner with the right agency and make a more long-term partnership ideally. And I love your um something I forget to do like I'll meet with a bunch of different providers when I'm looking to form a partnership and I forget to sometimes say like can I speak to some of your customers or um I, I mean it's easy enough to look at people's like portfolio or, or whatever you want to call it case studies but like even to understand like how they work and how they work together because it's much easier to form one long-term partnership than jumping every three months because you're like this is just not really driving yeah <laughs> Absolutely. You definitely don't want to be jumping every three months. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's so smart that you have basically done the ramp up to the type of publicity that you were trying to get, right? You've done this foundational work and gotten some of these really nice wins such that when you partner with an agency, you can say, okay, I've done this level. I've done this tier. Now I want to get up here to this tier. So here's Mm -hmm. all the stuff that I've done. We're going to skip that. You can be really crystal clear with them about the things that we just talked about. This is what I want to be known for. This is what I want to be seen as an expert in. This is the audience that I'm looking for because I'm trying to get these small to medium-sized business, uh, uh, small to medium sized companies. And I want to get some more publicity around my book and get those sales up and running. Um, By the way, here are places where I already have contacts that I've already reached out to, or these are the people I'd like you to reach out to on my behalf. Can you do that? Um, Here are the places where I've never been, where it would be an absolute dream or where I was published, but it's like a press release and that's not sexy at all. And people are going to see right through that, Mm -hmm. right? You can be really um, specific about what it is exactly that you're looking for um, and what feels realistic and what doesn't. Now, it's not like flipping on a light switch, you know that like publicity can take time to get in crafting those pitches and that messaging. And you um, should be a part of that, right? Because you, no one knows your brand, your expertise better than you. So you're Mm going to have a hand in that, but there's also going to be a lot of hands-free time where other people are going out and doing the pitching for you. That's why you hire Mm -hmm. the agency. So that, you know, so that is, um, that, that makes a lot of sense for you 
where you are with your business now. So that absolutely, mm-hmm. that, that sounds very smart. Um, a couple of other smart things that you've done that I think other people listening could really benefit from and that you might duplicate again. Um, I noticed that your company did a survey last year. Um, that creates new news, that creates buzz, that creates numbers and statistics, which journalists love, right? <laughs> um, and so that makes you more attractive to outlets mm-hmm. because not only are you an expert, you've got, you've got, um, <laughs> You've given them the ability to say, in a recent study, according to research, um, this percentage of remote workers say X, Y, and Z. So I thought that was so fantastic. The fact that your company was new um, and is doing so well, also fantastic. The fact that you just, I think the book just came out one, two, three months ago, right? That creates not only a sense of urgency, right? I want to get these statistics out here before anybody else. Um, but it also creates like, this is the new news. This is the story, right? This is the new mm-hmm. story. Um, so if there are other uh, angles that you can think of that also, if you have another survey that you're planning on doing next week, you're good next uh, year. <laughs> and your surveys take a lot of time. I'm not trying to put pressure on you, but maybe that's an annual survey that you do. And then I was actually just going to ask that. Yeah, it was, it was just not quite a year ago that we did that. And we got 600 ish responses just under 500 and something in a couple of weeks so it wasn't a long time the survey was open and we have a even much bigger audience now so you know I think we could probably have it open for a week and get a really meaningful um really meaningful responses yeah yeah and I think we could create it as our annual kind of state of remote work type survey I think there may actually be another one out there called that but we'd have our our kind of bent and our angle on it but that sounds like a really good thing and I was thinking about that recently if we should just do it every year that would be brilliant as long as you have your own angle on it and totally yeah a thousand responses um Mm -hmm. and make sure that the questions that you're asking are unique to whatever else that outlet is this is the future of work. So mm-hmm. anything that you can contribute to that conversation would be brilliant. It was working with, um, I was working with someone last year, uh, right when the pandemic hit, I think it was like April, worked with them on a story idea around remote work and it got over a hundred thousand views in Forbes because that's all people were wow. talking about, remote work. Um, so yeah. this is really, really going to, this is your expert topic, own it be the people who everybody's coming to for that annual survey. And that's fantastic. Um, And you can still ride the wave of the book for a couple more months. Absolutely. And if there's anything else timely that happens with the company, that's just yet another angle that you can lean into to say, hey, here's the new news. Here's why um, people need to be reporting on our business and interviewing me and asking me questions. There was one other thing that I wanted to um, bring up with you, um, specifically because you are an international organization. Um, I think that it's absolutely worth your while to own all of the, do you speak other languages besides besides English? I don't, no. In our team, we do. I I did notice, so I went to your website because I was looking for your media page, um, which is what journalists will be doing in order to figure Mm. out if they want to interview you. And I know that you didn't have one. That's okay. That's why I'm bringing it up. Um, Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) 
first thing that a journalist will look for when they're wondering like, oh, should I interview this person for a story? Um, and you want to make it as easy as possible, right? This is about them coming to you, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you pitch them and they are looking around to find some more information about you to see if that's, you know, you're the person they want to interview. So I do spend a lot of time with my clients talking about having a rock solid media bio, which is totally different than what um, most entrepreneurs think about. They think about their hero's journey. They think about their about me story. This is totally different different. This is um, like one to two paragraphs that are really explaining to the media who you are, what you do, and why you're the person that they should be interviewing for their story or for their podcast interview or for their television segment. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that you want to have as the pitches go out, right? As the company that you work with sends out your pitches, but you also want that on your website um, because that's what I did. I I went, I was like, let me look on our website. She doesn't have a media page. So I went to the about us. I had to scroll through a bunch of information. Then I got to the Brady bunch of like all your employees, which is awesome. Um, but no bio for you. Like I'd have to go to LinkedIn or something like that. So I Mm -hmm. encourage people, like if you're serious about media, have that media page with your media bio on it. So people know how to get in contact with you immediately. They want to interview you so that they see all the logos of the places you have already appeared. So they see your expert topics. There are lots of different elements of media pages that I go through with people um, so to help them develop it because this makes it you want to make it as easy as possible for people in the media to say yes especially if they're coming to you that's where I want you to be like with people coming to you but I also want somebody out there you know pitching you pitching you pitching you to make that happen as well um, the one thing that I was going to suggest is owning all those English language publications, but maybe there are some other people on your team that you start We're getting some media training that can, maybe you look for the areas where the biggest growth is happening in your company. Maybe it's Spanish speaking or Mandarin speaking or whatever. Um, And then you identify some individuals who could target publications in the- I love that. (laughs) Such a good idea. Yeah international team, um, you just get them really clear on core messaging, or you have someone, you hire a PR agency and you have them do some media training with that person um, and then get them up to speed with some basic core messaging so that, you know, a a Spanish speaking publication or Mandarin speaking or what have you has the opportunity to interview somebody in that, in that native language. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Okay. One other question I have for you that you've just got me thinking about as we're talking right now, I don't want to forget is so because we are going to be a much bigger company than any company I've ever built before, I've sort of built companies like a couple of million dollars revenue, 20 ish staff or what have you. And we're already getting past that very, very quickly. And we've only been live since April. So this is a whole new journey I'm going on, but would this be something that I would consider hiring a PR person into my team? Or do you think it's still better to work with an external agency or is it both or what do you think? Um, That's a really great question. I think that when people talk to me about having somebody on their team doing work in terms of publicity, that is most likely, most usually somebody who is doing kind of behind the scenes heavy lifting work, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe they're really familiar with your messaging and they can knock out, you know, a pitch really easily. Mm. Um, Or maybe they're making sure that they're collecting all of your media appearances so that you, I can't tell you the number of people who are like, I did a podcast a year ago. I can't remember what it was called. Like making sure that they are downloading all of those 
um, video clips and audio clips, capturing all of the PDFs or capturing all the web addresses so that when people go to your media page, they can click through right to the story or they can click through and listen to the podcast rather than it having gotten, you know, kind of lost in the sauce because we get so busy just mm-hmm. trying to show up and be our best that, you know, what happens after um, often gets forgotten. And that's really important not to do. I tell people when it comes to publicity and promoting your wins, you have to be thinking about it before, during, and after the win. It's not just Mm -hmm. when it happens and then it's over. Um, There's no expiration date on most publicity, but very often people are like, and I did it and I'm done. And now I'm off to something else in my business. So some of the heavy lift, like somebody on staff, um, they can be sending out pitches from your email address, right? That's another mm-hmm. thing that I encourage people to do. Maybe somebody on staff can do those kinds of tasks, but they might not necessarily have the contacts or the, the contacts mm-hmm. exactly that are going to be able that you know that you don't have, you know, that will help. It's you an get- interesting thought, though, for like when we. We get to a point where we want to engage an agency, say in the UK, one in Australia, one in Latin America and one in the US to have someone internally curating like what are our core messages that are going out right now? What's newsworthy that just happened? Let's get onto it. Make sure all of our agency partners know. Um, And like all that other stuff you said, the admin of pulling it all together. So that's actually really interesting for me to think about down the track as well. Absolutely. I think that Mm -hmm. would be fantastic. And then I just... info. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that I just want to make sure that, you know, you, you are putting energy into the publicity itself. One of the big mistakes that people make is not leveraging, like I said, you know, after the win, not really doing anything with it, not putting it on their media page, not blasting it out to their email list or to their social media, not working it, you know, into their sales funnel. There's so many things that you can do. There are countless things, you know, in impacting millions, we give people dozens of things that they can do um, with their media wins. So it's not just like that one Instagram post, that one Facebook post where you're like, look what happened. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Um, And then nothing. So it's really, really important to leverage those incredible media wins that you get. And I, you know, I love that you are working them into your website. I think that they could be there even more. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they could show up in social media even more. I think there are other places where you could work them in so that you are constantly getting that return on investment for that time and energy that you've put in to step into that media spotlight. Yeah, that's really good reminder. We did really well at that in the past. So I feel like we could probably improve what we're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Any questions? I mean, you probably do have 50 million questions, but <laughs> no, I, mean, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like I interrupted and asked them as we no, came. I hope that no, was okay. No, no. Um, I mean, I so much. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Thank you. It was like a really good kind of summary, some good reminders, and then some really good new information, things that I hadn't considered. And um, I'm definitely going to have my entire marketing team just listen to this so that I don't have to relay it. <laughs> and then they can help me figure it all out (laughs) I love that and that's I you're not the first guest that said that um because people come like Linnea and just like pour into you and there's just so much information shared so thank you both for being here um Linnea and Sarah before we go anything more on your heart or in your head that you would want to share with anyone who's listening and um you know Sarah a lot of our listeners are your prospective clients um and Linnea has among our and Linnea did tell me that when I go on podcasts, I need to make sure I have a call to action. And I okay, definitely had not action. thought of one for this podcast. 
So That's anyone okay, we don't who is that. a small to medium business owner, we would love to have you in our community. So yeah. just jump on to growmotely.com and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to say hi. Yeah. Sure. And we're going to link all for both of you. All of the links will be in the show notes uh, and on their site. So you're not too hard to find that way. And Linnea, for you, yeah. anything more heart, head, links, anything else you want to share? Yes. I mean, anybody who is interested in putting that megaphone to their message and letting people know who they are, what they do and how they can, how you can support them. Absolutely. Use publicity. It is one of the fastest, easiest and cheapest ways to grow your business. And I know that people really struggle with coming up with story ideas. That's one of the toughest you know, parts for a lot of the clients that I work with are the students who are in Impacting Millions or Impact Accelerator, our programs. Um, but we have an amazing freebie. It is a calendar of over 170 timely story ideas, story prompts that will just get your ideas flowing so that you are never at a loss for what you can talk to the media about. And so that is a free, awesome download. Um, and I know that you're going to include the link in show notes. It's just impactingmillions.com backslash calendar. Um, um, to kind of get those ideas flowing so you know how to put that spotlight on your business. Amazing. I've actually seen that list. And when it comes to lead magnets, I can be a little bit of a skeptic, but I have not only seen the list, but I've seen a few friends, uh, companies implement some of those stories. And it's been interesting to see how people make them their own. So they don't actually yeah. sound like they came off of an amazing lead magnet. So go check that out. Um, thank you both of you for being here. I love being a fly on the wall for these conversations. I have 50 <laughs> pages of notes. <laughs> this is why I do it. I know that not only did it help me to listen, it helped you, Sarah, to hear from Lydia and Linnea, hopefully it helped to get your message out as well. And everyone just got a taste of what it's like to work with you. And uh, yeah, just so glad to know you both. And thank you so much for being here. Mm, thank you both so much, sisters. Thank you for hosting us, Alexis. Amazing. Oh, brilliant. Well, that was a value-packed conversation. My notebook is full of notes, and I hope that you've been inspired and informed and feel ready to dive into getting more eyes and more ears on your business. Today, I invite you to think about this. When people, especially those reading publications or watching or listening to other media, think about you, what one or two expert topics do you want them to think about? As an entrepreneur, you are probably multi-talented. But as Linnea said, we want people to be crystal clear on what your expertise is. So what can you really hone in on? Next, I invite you to think about why you really want media attention. What's behind that? Linnea shared that it is so important to know exactly what you want to get out of it so it can be really clear on interviews and in print, and so you can guide the audience to exactly where you want them to be. What do you have that will grab an audience's attention? Linnea loved that Sarah's company has published a survey on remote work, as it's something that they can do year after year, and, as she shared, journalists love statistics. So what's something that you can use to grab an audience's attention? Do you have a study, a survey, or a stat that can make for an interesting news piece? Lastly, whether you're hiring a PR firm or you're trying to do it all in-house, who do you have who could help out with the heavy lifting? As Linnea said, it's not just about getting the press, it's about how you leverage it and save it and use those media wins afterwards too. Before you go, don't forget to check out the link in the show notes from Linnea to access 170 media story ideas and prompts for yourself, your team, or your agency. Thank you so much for being here today. I can't wait for you to meet the rest of the incredible entrepreneurs who are joining me on the podcast. 
I'll be releasing new episodes every Wednesday, so be sure to follow the podcast on whichever app you use so that you don't miss out on insights, inspiration, and big ideas. Do you know someone who could really use these nuggets of knowledge? Take a quick screenshot, post it on social, and tag a friend or two, or just text it straight to them. That's really why I created this podcast, to share this expertise and peer-to-peer support with you and all the other entrepreneurs that need it. So if you enjoyed this episode, I'd be grateful for a quick five-star rating and review on whatever app you're listening on. It'll go a long way to helping me serve and support even more entrepreneurs. Thanks again for joining me. I can't wait to connect with you again next week. We'll see you soon.